Something that I know a lot of people are wondering when they think about creating their own business and selling products on their own website instead of one of those third-party platforms is, how am I going to get customers when I'm out here all by myself? How will they find me if I'm not in this place with all of these other teacher products? Well, I have the answer for you in today's episode. I'm going to give you three ways to find your future customers without using one of those platforms. Here we go. It's not that long ago that I was walking in your shoes. I remember driving to work every day and feeling trapped because I had gone to school, I got a master's, I got the job that my friends couldn't get, and yet, for me, teaching wasn't as fulfilling as I always thought that it would be. The focus was more on test scores than on humans, and I was so limited in the impact that I could actually make. I just want to tell you what I wish I could go back and tell the kindergarten teacher version of myself, and that is just how much is waiting for you beyond the classroom. How you can use your teacher skills and the experience you fought for with this fancy thing called the internet to make a limitless impact that just isn't possible within the walls of your classroom. You can build a business around your life that brings you actual fulfillment along with a living that you can actually live on and a pay scale that's determined by you instead of your district. There's more than one way to be a teacher and spoiler alert, I am not talking about teachers pay teachers and that is not your only option. I know this is possible because I've done it myself. I stopped teaching to stay home with my kids and in the margins of my day, I have built a solid life-giving online business that has helped hundreds of thousands of families, replaced my teacher income several times over, and given me the flexibility that I crave as a mom of two little kids. I love my business. I am having fun in this job that I've created for myself and I just wanna teach you everything I know because I know that if I can do this, you can do this too. Hit subscribe and get ready to learn how to build a profitable business with a lot less effort than it takes to run a classroom. All right, so you need to know that while I'm going to give you three strategies for finding your future customers in today's episode, that these are not your only options. I'm just scraping the surface here and giving you three of what I think are the best options to start with. And you don't need to do all three either. You can choose the one that makes the most sense for you. I'll tell you which one I picked with my kindergarten ready business towards the end. And it's really the only one that I used for the longest time. And boy, did it work. So when I say that we're going to find our future customers and bring them into our world, this is what I mean. You are going to narrow down and locate people who are interested in the products that you're creating. Of course, You want to have your product created before you actually start collecting these people. Some say to do that backwards. However, I think it makes sense to have at least one product created so that you can focus all of your intention onto creating that product. And then once it's ready to sell, you can start collecting people, cultivating a community and finding these future customers to bring into your world. So here are three easy ways that you can find your future customers. The first is by creating organic content, which by the way, is exactly what I'm doing right now with this podcast. The Teacher Biz podcast is my organic content for Teacher Biz that hopefully is helping me build a relationship with you while I'm in your earbuds and encouraging you and also is bringing you into my world. 
your organic content does not need to be a podcast. I think a podcast is probably the best choice right now. However, when I was first starting out in my business, there was no way that I would have been comfortable with my voice on a podcast. That was a whole journey. I actually think maybe I'll make an extra episode about that, how I went from hating my voice and being embarrassed for even my friends to hear my voice <laughs> recorded to now being totally comfortable doing a podcast because I know that this form of communication really will serve you. And that's my goal. I have you in mind instead of myself. But I know that there's a whole mindset shift that has to happen before you get to that point. So maybe you're not super comfortable with a podcast right now. If you are, I think that probably is the best way to go because it can be so easily repurposed into all of the other pieces of organic content. Your other options are a blog post or a YouTube show or a regular live video on something like social media. We'll talk more about social media next. Basically, for organic content, you can do a podcast, a blog post, or a video show like on YouTube. Here's the thing that's kind of a secret about that is that really you could choose one and then make it all three at once by turning your blog post into a podcast and a YouTube show, or turning your YouTube show into a podcast or a blog post, or what I think is easiest, starting with a podcast and then turning that into a blog post and video in some form too. You choose the one that feels most comfortable towards you, that fits your skill set. If you are a great writer, then maybe you start with a blog. If you are comfortable on video, then maybe you start with a YouTube. And I would not start with all three at once, I would really choose the one that feels the best to you and stick with that. And then I would do it so regularly, once a week, every single week, so that you are showing up for your people and building that relationship for them. By the way, that doesn't mean that you're actually creating a blog post or a podcast or a video show every single week. That would be hard to do and hard to keep up with. What you do instead is exactly what I do for this podcast and everything else I do, and that's called batching. It's a little bit advanced for this episode, but it just means that in one day, you create multiple pieces of content, and then you don't have to actually create that content every single week in order to show up consistently. So organic content is one way to find your people. They'll find you in search. They'll find you when people share that content. You might find me if you search for teacher or business or something like that in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to your podcast, people will find you through your organic content. And then you want that content to be optimized to bring them into your world, which means that there's a place for them to put in their email to hear more from you, preferably in exchange for something of value. Like for example, this is exactly how I do it. It's so meta, model me. Do what I do because I've I've practiced this and I kind of know what works at this point. So if you would like to hear more from me, you can go to teacherbiz.com forward slash start. You will get my free starter guide, which will give you the first three steps to start your own teacher biz, as well as some journal prompts and some great tips and strategies for you. I think you need that guide if you want to start an online business and you are a teacher. And you can get it for free at teacherbiz.com forward slash start. Do you see what I did there? I told you about something of value that I created for you that I think is really powerful and that you need. I told you where to get it. 
and you'll need to enter your name and your email to get that free resource. This is how you build an email list and cultivate this community. I would love to have you in my community so that I can support you as you are creating your teacher biz. And you will do the same thing for your people. You will give them a place to exchange their email address for something of value that you're giving to them. And by doing that in your organic content, you are building your email list, building your community, building your customer base as well. It's just a really powerful thing. I think organic content is really great for relationship building, for building your community. It's a good place to start, but it's not your only option. You could also use social media to dip your toe and start finding your people and creating your community. I do this on Instagram for Teacher Biz. So you can use social media to find your customers and build community too. You could use whatever social media feels best to you and that you would be more likely to use in your real life. I like Instagram. I use Instagram for teacher biz and kindergarten ready, but more so for teacher biz. Facebook is an option, of course. There's also TikTok or YouTube shorts or LinkedIn or Pinterest, whatever feels good to you and that you think your person, your teacher or your parents or whoever you're trying to serve, wherever you think they hang out would also be a good thing to keep in mind. So Instagram is a pretty good place to start because most of us are using it. It's mostly where our people are and there's a lot that you can do with it. However, these days on Instagram, reels are really being pushed hard and it seems like if you want people to actually see what you're posting, especially new people who are not following you yet, you'll want to be posting a reel, which is just a short video. It could be you talking to your camera like I do. Or it could be video that you create in Canva. It could be a stock video with a quote on top or a video of you doing something and then voicing over it. There's a lot of things that you can do with reels on Instagram. I've been posting a reel every single day on Instagram for over two months now. It's the most consistent that I've ever been on social media in the whole time that I've had an online business. And If you want to see those, there are a lot of good tips included. You can find me on Instagram at teacherbiz. The way that I've been able to show up that consistently, again, is in the batching. So what I do is I spend an hour or so a few times a month and I will go into my daughter's room because she has this nice big window in the front of the house And I'll do it at a time where my kids aren't in there, either they're with my husband or my mom, or maybe it's TV time because that's a good time to get something done. We do TV time in the afternoon after quiet time and nap time. So sometimes I'll take that chunk of the day. And if I do, I won't get a whole hour in, but you get the point. Sometimes that my daughter is not in her room, I will take her room. I will go in there with the big window in the front of the house. I'll bring maybe five shirts in with me. And I will batch a ton of reels just by talking to my camera and sharing from my heart. And I like doing it that way because then I don't have to prep a lot. I don't have a lot prepared ahead of time. I don't have this whole mapped out schedule of all the shots I need to get. I just hold up my phone and I talk to my camera and it works really well for me. 
I'm also talking about something that I know really well for teacher biz. I love talking. It's like my favorite thing to ever talk about. So I love talking about it and it's kind of fun. And it's not a really fast way to grow on social media organically like that. I think it took me two months to reach 300 followers on teacher biz, even with posting every single day. But the people that you do gather become really engaged, especially for me, they're seeing my face on their feed basically every single day, as much as Facebook shows it to them, which if you're more consistent on social media, Instagram and Facebook, at least, they will show your post to more of your followers. So I think it's good for relationship building for my customers, for my community members to see my face on their phone every day and hear something encouraging or insightful or helpful from me. So that's why I like social. If you are already using social media and you enjoy it and it's a place that feels good for you, then that might be where you want to start with your promotion of your business, with your community building, with your customer finding. And while you bring them this value, you can also occasionally be mentioning your products. You can be mentioning your free resources, just like you would with your organic content. You can just start bringing them into your own world and off of social media because our goal with all organic content and with all social media is to bring people onto our email list and off of those other platforms so that they're in our land and in our own world. So social media is option number two for finding your customers to sell your products on your own website. Now, option number three might sound a little intimidating for you, but it's really my favorite by a long shot. And it is what I used to build my entire kindergarten ready business for the first two years. I ran that business for two years without doing any organic content and very little organic social media. The strategy that I'm talking about is paid ads. All right, I know that might sound scary to you, but hear me out. I like paid ads the best because you have the most control, you get information the fastest, you have the potential to make the most money. I think it is so much more scalable and it doesn't mean that you're taking all of this money out of your own personal bank account to invest into ads. Here's what I did. I took $120, which might sound like a lot. I didn't need to take that much, but that's what I had. I took $120 out of my own bank account to run my ads for the first day. At the end of that day, I had got my $120 back plus $98 profit on top of that from the sales that I made. And ever since then, all of the money that I spent on ads is just money that's come into my business being recycled back towards my ad spend. So I don't set a budget for ads because if you're sending a dollar out and it's coming back with two every time and you can find that consistently, why would you limit that? If you could send out a dollar and it could come back with another dollar, would you say, I only want to do that a hundred times and that's my limit? No, if you can find a way to be consistent in your return on your ad spend, then it's kind of like you don't want to limit your budget at all. You just want to keep that going and scale it up as much as possible. That's really what I've done. I've recycled back in the money that's come into my business into ads every month. I'm always running some kind of ad. And when I do that, I am fi- Facebook's kind of finding the right people for me. 
So by the way, when I talk about running paid ads, the kind that I run are Facebook and Instagram ads, which of course are both under the meta umbrella. You can also do things like Google ads or TikTok ads. I don't really know how to do those. And I've kind of stuck with the thing that I know how to do that's working for me. And at some point, I may try Google ads or TikTok ads or some other kind of ad, but I haven't yet. And I feel okay about that for now, for sure. I will also say that there's a little bit of a learning curve for Facebook ads. It's not something that you would just wake up in the morning and know how to do. It's not intuitive. It does make a difference if you take the time to learn how to do them. And of course, this always makes me consider how much we spent on our education and all those tests that we had to take to become a teacher. And gosh, how it took me almost a decade to pay off all those student loans. I remember that cost. And then when I think about the costs that go into learning how to do the most vital things for my business, they are so minimal in comparison. So I took a course to learn how to do Facebook ads. It was incredible. It was the most comprehensive, best Facebook ads course I've ever taken. I will never make a full Facebook ads course myself because why would I make something if the best possible thing already exists out there by someone else? So if you're not ready to invest in the full course yet, that is 100% fine. I would say just dip your toe and there's a free resource that you can use to get started. It's a Facebook ads bootcamp and it is just the perfect starting point if you're considering trying Facebook ads. You can sign up for free at teacherbiz.com forward slash ads. And I highly encourage you to do so because I think it will really help you understand how ads work and how you can be successful in this. Here's an interesting note about how ads were so much more powerful for me than organic content was. Now, keep in mind, I didn't really know what I was doing with organic content when I was doing it way back in the day. But when I had my very first business online, it was a blog. It was called Happy Humble Home. It still sits dusty on the internet, so you can look it up if you want to, but don't judge me because... Man, it was a long time ago and I didn't really know what I was doing yet, but it was a frugal living, saving money kind of a blog. I grew that business 100% organically. So I was pumping out blog posts. I was pinning them on Pinterest like crazy. There was a period of time where I would spend like an hour a day just pinning my blog posts on Pinterest, which is crazy. Don't do that. It was not a good strategy. But in that business with all that effort, I mean, so much effort, so many hours, so much work went into that. It took me four years to get up to 5,000 email subscribers. So maybe 5,000 email subscribers sounds like a crazy high number to you right now if you're just starting and that's perfectly fine. But in the long run, it's not really that high of a number. And for four years of work, it's shockingly low, I think. For four years of work, I would call it shockingly low for all of the effort that I put in to only have that return compared to what happened with my kindergarten ready business where, gosh, I think 10 weeks into that business, I was at 5,000 subscribers, which is what it took me four years to grow into with my first blog growing it organically. And with kindergarten ready, I was using paid ads. That was the whole difference. You get the information faster with ads. You can grow faster with ads. 
And it doesn't mean that all the money for ads is coming out of your bank account. So it's something that I just think you should keep an open mind to and maybe try at some point. You don't have to try ads right off the bat. There are so many other possibilities for you. So if ads feel scary, it's all right. I will tell you more of my ad story through the podcast, I am sure. And maybe in time, you'll feel brave enough to give them a try. Until then, I would sign up for that free boot camp for ads because it's really powerful and probably helpful. So again, that was teacherbiz.com forward slash ads to get some more information about that. But either way, I think you can be successful with or without ads. I just think it's more work without them. So keep that in mind. From all three of these strategies, here's what I want you to know. Your person is out there on the other side of the internet looking for you. There is a beginning teacher, a homeschool mom, a teacher who has just been picked up out of their classroom and dropped into another grade level that they've never taught before. There is a substitute who is worried about what to do if the classroom teacher hasn't left anything for her. There's a mom who has a child who's struggling with reading and she's just not sure how to help him. There is someone out there looking for you. And when they find you, they are going to be so happy to trade their dollars for the resource that you've created for them. The only thing standing between your person and you is what you're willing to do to find them. So I encourage you, once your product is created, pick one of these three strategies, give it a try, and I can't wait for you to find all of your people who are looking for you. Until next time, I'm over here in your corner cheering for you. I hope that you enjoyed that episode and got something out of it today. And I hope you'll share it with a friend who will enjoy it too. I love when my friends send me good podcasts to listen to. So I hope you'll be that friend for someone else. If you are ready to get started on your own teacher biz, then I have a great free resource for you. It is the teacher biz starter guide, and you can get your free copy at teacherbiz.com forward slash start. That's teacherbiz.com forward slash start. And until next time, I'll be over here in your corner cheering for you. 